Solskjaer has won it. And you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for Manchester United. Hey, welcome back to the MUFC podcast, episode 11. Larry's July, so only a few short days till Man United hit our shores. Oh, exciting times, Tom, but why are they going to Perth? It's Dead Man City over there. To be honest, I've never been to Perth. I've been everywhere in Australia except Perth, so... Neither have I, and I'm not about to start any time soon, so let me know how it goes. Well, you think um, Wolves away, your next game is better than Perth Glory away? Oh, look, I'm sure they're very close. Um, I think the games will be at the same level of competitiveness, but I think my experience might just add yours out. Look, Perth Glory are the current champions, I think. Look, man, I'm... There, there, there is a chance we could lose both games to Perth and Leeds when you think about it. If United put out their under-16s, they will beat Perth Glory. Oh, oh. I hope so. I'm not going all that way. Actually, the game's probably the worst bit of the pre-season tour. It's... What do you think the greatest chant during the game will be? Australians aren't known for having yeah. great football chants, are they? It'll probably happen when a streaker goes across the field or something. <laughs> probably be the most entertaining part of the game. Enjoy. Okay. So we'll get start off um, with our usual trivia. Um, I have my trivia question. Think of one? Yeah, so we've got two of our midfield maestros, uh, Michael Carrick and Paul Scholes. So oh, we did have them. We, well, I'd love to have one of them now if they were still in peak condition. But my question this week to you, Tom, is... Who's got more assists in their Premier League career? So we know Carrick had time at West Ham and Tottenham. Uh, Newcastle as well? No, no, he's, he's from Newcastle, but he started at West Ham. Okay. Yeah. Challenging um, the youth there. So, yeah, who's got more assists in their Premier League career? Paul Scholes or Michael Carrick? Okay, I reckon I should know that one. Um, yeah, that, that should be relatively straightforward. Now, my one is a different type of question. Who was the last player we have bought from La Liga in Spain. Ooh, I have to think about that one. Yeah, that is a bit tricky. I think I, I, I think, think, I I think this answer is correct, but we'll see. Okay, um, now we'll go back to that at the end of the episode, but we will start. Last week, we had our podcast actually quite well regarding the hashtag Blazers Out. Now, huge movement online and on Twitter. In reality, about 30 people showed up to Old Trafford. So it... I don't want to be harsh on the people who organised it, but the protest failed miserably. And, and that's the thing, and that's what we spoke about last week. If, if you want the Glazers out, it's all great and good to have a hashtag, but you need a plan. You need to collectively put something in place, and you need to, can't give people a week's notice. You need to give people three weeks' notice, four weeks' notice. You need to do it at a game. Yeah, at a game in middle exactly. of middle of summer and... June or July outside of Megastore when nothing's there. Exactly. You can't expect people to travel across the country to go and support a cause, especially, and again, this is touches on the hypocritical nature we mentioned last week. But half the people at the protest, and there was, wasn't many there, were wearing Manchester United replica gear. <laughs> and that's the problem, you know, that, that's part of the problem. If you're supporting Glazers out, don't turn up with Manchester United merchandise. Don't do it in the off-season when no one's going to be around at the stadium anyway. You know what having a protest in the off-season is like? It's like it's like a, a fat kid asking for soup in the middle of summer. <laughs> it's one person, that. one person looking for a specific looking for a specific piece of craving to satisfy because he's got nothing else to do while everyone else is out doing normal things. I think with the protests, and I'm never involved in protests, I I don't see the need for them in whatever way of life. For me, they don't achieve too much. But people will tag along, and that is why it has to be at a game. You saw the thousands of people that got involved in 2005 and in 2009, 2010 sort of thing. 
there was people there at the ground, there were 70,000 people who might not be on Twitter, who say, okay, no, I support what they're supporting, but you can't do that online. Like, a lot of these people, I think, who were tweeting hashtag lays out, and again, nothing wrong with tweeting that, and nothing wrong with believing in it. But I have a feeling a lot of them are maybe a kid from China or a kid from Brazil, a guy from America tweeting that saying, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> he's not going to be there. He's not going to. He just was acting sort of tough on yeah. Twitter. Um, so again, I support anyone who supports the movement, and they do sort of have my back in all. Yeah. But it went the way I thought it would go. I got to say, Tom, I fell into the trap a little bit. I saw the advertisement um, for the Pez Twenty Twenty. Oh, I'm filthy, mate. The graphics look phenomenal, oh. <laughs> and I was, I was, I saw it, and I was like, I'm so tempted to buy this game. Well, you're, you're a FIFA man, aren't you? I, I definitely FIFA man through and through. I'm FIFA as well. I went through maybe a phase, maybe it was probably FIFA Six to FIFA Ten. I went back to Pro Evolution, yeah. which was good. But now FIFA has all the rights. Exactly. But now I'm worried that Man United will lose some type of rights in FIFA, will they? Or no, not? no, no, no. They won't. Old Trafford so, will stay? Yeah, they will. Um, if you want to have a Manchester derby in, in Pez, it's Manchester Red versus Manchester Blue. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I don't really connect with Manchester Red. <laughs> <laughs> I did see the graphics and a weird one, but I'm quite... Well, I don't want to say proud of him. I've got nothing to be proud of him about. But it was a bit weird to see Scott McTominay is the face of the Man United um, brand on Pro Evolution Soccer. You know what? Good on him. Scott McTominay to Pez is what FIFA <laughs> is to Pez. They got Scott McTominay, FIFA will get Pogba. You know uh, what I'm saying? In terms of marketability, at least. I think I'll, I might download the demo for it. I might give it a shot with a demo. And if Man United still have all their licenses on FIFA, which I assume they will, in terms of Old Trafford and that. So in conclusion, we support Glazers out. You need a better plan, but we're still buying Pez. I think we'll leave it at that. Now, uh, what we're going to touch on next, we had Glazers out. Now obviously another financial issue, which has caused a bit of a stir. Marcus Rashford has signed a long-term and a big, big money contract. Who knows what the figure is? There's reports from anywhere from 200 to 350,000 a week. Even my, at 150. My guess, without knowing anything about it, is probably on around 200,000 a week with a lot of. He might have a 20,000 pound goal bonus, 20,000 appearance bonus. Um, a man of the match, he might get an extra 15,000. So he could potentially yeah. go up to something like 300,000. Yeah. But I think the base would, from all the credible reports, seems maybe around 200, maybe a bit over 200,000 yeah. a week, which yeah. is. Crazy. We're both fans of Duncan Castles. Um, well, sometimes. Oh, 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 I He's reliable. Call a fan. I listen to him. I wouldn't call him a fan. He's reliable. Um, and from what he said, it, it looks like a highly incentive, incentive, incentivized. Uh, oh, I can't speak, Tom. It's been a long day. He's had a highly incentivized deal, and it looks like the base is around the 150 mark. But he's saying it can go up to three hundred thousand based on goals, yeah. based on titles, and you know what? If I, think, Rashford, I think most players' contracts probably. They would be. That way. It's the same with Sanchez. Yeah. We were with Sanchez, we saw five hundred thousand a week. He's on around three seventy-five a week, yeah. and then it's again highly incentivized. Yeah. The thing is, if if Rashford is scoring 20, 30 goals for United, pay him whatever he wants. That means we're winning trophies. Um, is two hundred thousand a lot? Probably, but when Ashley Young's getting one hundred and twenty thousand, what's Marcus Rashford worth? Yeah. Our wage structure at the club is out of whack. Now, I think football's just got too do much think, money. Do in you the think period. this is going to make it more out of whack, though? So the next, I don't think so. Mason Greenwood, when he wants his next contract, if he does well this year, is he looking at two hundred thousand a week? No, he can't, because at the end of the day, put, put it in context, right? This is Rashford's fourth, fifth year. 
been top right, flight football. Been around a while now when you think about it. That's the thing. So Rashford has Rashford's going into his fifth year of top flight football. He's got the years at least, and there is potential there. I think the problem that fans have with Rashford, sensible fans, I should say, is for him to justify this price tag, and a lot of clubs do it, you pay for potential, right? We need to see the next evolution of Rashford's game. And people saying his game hasn't developed, I disagree with that. I think we've seen he's started to put a lot of strength on. I'd like to see him with his back to goal a little bit more, just yeah. be able to hold the ball up a little bit. But has he got the potential to do it? Yeah, he does. I think his finishing could use some work as well. But let's see, I'm not, I'm not going to write him off, but we've both said, is it too much to ask a 21-year-old to be front and centre, carrying United as the centre forward? And I just don't think he's ready for that yet. At least not by himself. I think the contract says, I think the contract says the club does think he's ready though. I think that's the thing, you're not going to pay that amount of money. Personally, I think he could do a job out wide on the right. He could be the right winner. Um, I know that's where he played a lot of his youthful ball and... A lot of the young players, when they come in, instead of playing that centre-forward role, they are shifted to the right, or right yeah. or left. Actually, right footers actually go to the left-hand side, like Martial, like we discussed last week. But um, the strikers we've been linked with, like the link with Ben Yedda, which I think everyone is a bit of a fan of, again, they're almost cheaper options up front. The club's not treating it as a priority, where I think Rashford's contract... The amount put into it shows that they do see him as the main we've striker. We've seen links of a bombing, mate. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. But the reports that are coming out, it looks like United have a list: one, two, three, four. Benyetta's on that list. Aubameyang's on that list. But I now, think. But I think striker is fourth on the list. I think centre back, maybe a midfielder or two. Oh, has to be the priority. I think we need strength in all these positions. Yeah. Look, if we got Benyetta right, then I agree with what you're saying. There's an opportunity to push Rashford wide, or. You could be playing a two-striker system. Again, we don't know what Oli's going. Personally, I hope we revert back to a 4-3-3. I think we played our best football under Oli under a 4-3-3. If we bring right. a striker, whether it be a top-of-the-line striker or someone like Ben Yedda, where do you think Rashford's... No, not where you would play. Where do you think his best position is? Do you think he's better up front, like a two up front or one up front by himself or out wide? Out wide on the right Rashford or the left? Had, Rashford had his purple patch in the 4-3-3. Um, and in fact but he's up front by himself in that that's true and even when we played I think it was at Tottenham away last season he, we played with Lingard as almost a false nine and yeah. yet Rashford and Martial wide Rashford coming off the right scored that goal that when Pogba put yeah. the ball over the top Rashford can do a job there and he's actually got a good cross on him yeah. so I'm not opposed to Rashford playing on the right but I think of course for the money we've seen for the way the season ended the fact Oli basically throws out Lukaku. Yeah. Based on that, you'd have to say he's going to play striker for the most majority of the season, regardless of what formation we play. But we'll wait and see. I hope he's a, I hope he's a success. I think, I think that's the thing. Everyone wants him. He's ideal to be... The, obviously, we have our doubts whether he can lead the line. But ideally, living in a fantasy world, he is the perfect option to lead the line. Like, players come through the system, you know, loves the club. Yeah. Manchester born and bred and all that. Everyone is praying it works out. The jury's just out there. Not quite sure. It is. And the catch-22 of this is, when you pay for potential, you also have to cop the risk that comes with that. If it fails, you're going to have a problem trying to sell him. At Manchester United, players are on very high wages. Who else is going to come get it? I think the thing was a four-year contract or five-year? Four-year contract with four year. an optional extra. I think yeah. if it goes well, if he develops the way we think he will, 
I think it would look like good business. Oh, no doubt. I think 200k a week for four years for potentially one of the best young players in Europe. If we're buying that player, we're going to have to buy that player for 200 million in a few years and pay that player 300, 500,000 a week sort of thing. All right, let us let me ask you a question to finish on Rashford. How many goals does Rashford score at the conclusion of season 1920? All competitions. All competitions. 25. Ooh. What do you reckon? Actually, 20, yeah, no, 25. I think it's generous. Yeah, be a good season for him. Jeremy breaks 20. No, I don't. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be around the fifteen mark. I hope. Look, um, and that doesn't mean we've had a failure of a season. Do you think that's, that's just off, what I think? Do you think that's off the back of him not having that fantastic season, or another striker coming in and lightening the load? If you look at when United have been successful, and I'm assuming we're actually going to play a two-striker system, yeah. I'm assuming that Martial gets a share, Rashford gets a share, Ben Yedo gets a share. Assuming he got, yeah. I, I expect that deal to happen. So that's how I'm looking at it. In fact, I'm going to throw it out there. I think by the end of next season, I think we could be talking about a young star at United, but I think it's actually going to be Martial. Martial. That's just me. Well, if they give him the nine shirt, if we don't sign a striker and they give him the nine shirt, um, I think there's a bit of symmetry in that. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Martial on the tour. I think yeah. he's got a lot to prove. Uh, Solskjaer has been critical of him in the past or the closing months of the season. For some reason, the, or somehow, the club photographer managed to capture a photo of him smiling the other yeah. day at training. <laughs> so maybe he's in a good good mood. But on to the other end of the pitch, and it seems our number one target is pretty clear now. Harry Maguire, aka the Fit Phil Jones. Um, it seems like he's now the priority. He's the number one target. But it sounds like a seventy million pound bid was rejected. How are Leicester rejecting seventy million? for Harry Maguire that's the money in English football now um, every club has so much money that there's no longer that pressure to sell we just paid 45 potentially 50 million for one Bissaka yeah. and if you're Leicester I can understand that you're looking okay they just signed a 21 year old who's had one 18 months of top flight football albeit a very impressive 18 months but if he's worth 50 million what's Harry Maguire who is Premier League proven improved year on year 26 years of age so they're looking at okay this guy's probably at his most valuable they want to get maximum dollar for him is he worth 70 million no is he worth what what do you think he's worth if you're playing football manager and you don't have to worry about shirt deals and commercial aspects how much you think just for the player how much you think if you look at the player you think you're thinking 60 to 65 million even in his current market i think quality wise i'm thinking 40 million I can't say that because one Basaka, you just pay, we just paid for. Oh, yeah, you know I, I understand that there's sort of a lot of um, players get the if price. If we're talking purely on quality, Neymar's not worth two hundred yeah. million. Pogba's not worth ninety million. Yeah. But football's gone mad. Yeah. Um, but I'm just comparing. If I just look at, like Liverpool paid seventy five million for Van Dijk, but everyone saw Van Dijk was a top quality centre half in a mediocre team. Yeah. Whereas Harry Maguire stands out at Leicester, but not to the extent that Van Dijk stood out at Southampton. Look, I think Leicester are mad to say no to 70, but United shouldn't be paying more than 75 million. Does he make our team better, though? Yes. I think that's the thing. He's not worth the money. However, we need to bring someone in, and anyone, and I don't mean anyone in a bad way, 
is better than Chris Moore and Phil Jones. No doubt. And you just need that extra body who's, in terms of, a better defender. Not just that, he can play with the ball at his feet, and that's the biggest problem. If you look at our back line, we can't play out the back because Lindelof is the only centre-half who can do it, who's not amazing at it either. But there's no one else who can do that. Assuming everyone's fit. So, say everyone's fit. We know Phil Jones won't be fit. But say everyone's fit <laughs> and then we sign Harry Maguire. Yeah. Is it Harry Maguire and Lindelof or Harry Maguire and Eric Bay? Look, based on the way the season ended, it will be Lindelof Maguire. But I would not be surprised to end it, to see it ending up being Bay somewhere in there. I think in terms of potential, I still yeah. think Bay is our best centre-half. If he can stay fit. Yeah, it seems like he maybe has a future at the club. Like obviously, his injury has maybe saved his career. Maybe it's harder for clubs to buy him. And he, he seems to he looks like he'll be on the tour, hopefully. But Solskjaer, yeah, maybe he does um, see Eric Bay ahead of Lindelof. Um, obviously, Lindelof is just in there based on fitness, I think. I don't know about that, but look, worst case, right? And it would be unacceptable. Because, uh, sorry to interrupt, but if yeah. we have Harry Maguire there, yeah. I think you'd need Eric Bay's pace. Uh, because I don't think Lindelof and Harry Maguire is the most, most athletic. Oh, Lindelof's... From what I've seen, He's quick, he's not gets slow. In, yeah. uh, Eric Bay is he's lightning quick. No one will beat him for pace. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see who leaves because... From what, from all reports, Tuan is looking for a give me a new deal and a chance. Otherwise, I'm out. We well, look how many centre backs we have. You include Tuan Zabi. That's one. Tuan Zabi, Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, Marcus Rojo, Lindelof, Bay, potentially Aaron Maguire. It's, it's, it's seven. It's ridiculous. Yeah, someone. People have to go. One or two, if not, have to go. Yeah, you're looking at Rojo and Jones, hopefully. But I'm shocked see. Rojo made it back to preseason. Yeah, preseason training. Like his new hairdo. Him, everyone's gone blonde. Luke Pereira. Shaw's gone blonde, Pereira, Marcus Rojo. Isn't Shaw always blonde? Oh no, he's gone like extra blonde. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, maybe they just prepare him for the beach in Perth or something. I'm oh, maybe. Sure. Surfer hairstyle. But do you think Harry Maguire will. I, I, I think it'll happen now. The deal will happen, yeah. I think it's a little bit like the one Bissaka deal. Like, okay, they, this bid was rejected, they want this much. When you look at how the one Bissaka deal um, ended up finishing, we've actually got him for probably cheaper than what a lot of the. Yeah. So um, I think maybe it will be around 70. I think United ends. will try and do the whole add-ons into the contract, which, you know, is, is fair. And, and, Leicester, and, and give them a defender. God, give... Because we, we do need to lose one. We'd give yeah. them, give, please take Phil Jones. Straight swap. Just give him a box of crayons for <laughs> Phil Jones. He'll eat them on the way, but... It's just thing, when yeah, you think about Phil Jones, couldn't you, couldn't you picture him eating crayons? Because I could. I could see that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not too far-fetched. That's the thing. I don't want to be too harsh. And on I could Phil see Jones, Chris Smalling eating grass off the floor. Well, I think he does that. He generally does do that. But um, speaking of haircuts and Perth, um, we just do a little bit of a look forward to the preseason trip. Um, obviously, I'm going over there on Tuesday. Um, we don't know who's travelling yet. Lukaku is back in training. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah, uh, besides one matter. Besides please. one matter. I tell you, in terms of playing, and not in terms of a huge fan of him or excited to see, but I'm excited to see how he how how this season develops. Sort of flown under the radar, but Fred, I think. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how he goes because it was mixed. Did Solskjaer like him or not like him? He played a couple of games, but he's. He, I don't think he's going to be sold. 
and if we do lose Pogba, this Bruno Fernandes thing is carrying on and carrying on. I'd maybe seen that start to slip away. I'm I thinking think... Fernandes comes in if Pogba goes. That, that's what yeah. it sounds like. But in terms of the position they take up, Fred takes up a similar position to Pogba in terms of that creative attacking sort of midfielders. Like Pogba leaves, which again is 50-50. I think Fred, I'm not saying we're going to have to depend or rely on him or hopefully rely on him, but he could have a pivotal role to play next season so I'd like to see how he does I thought he sent, uh, ended last I know he was a bit inconsistent and in and out but he showed some promising sides, sides he's, 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 he's a very good player yeah. very very good player just um, look it was one of those maybe it's first season syndrome see how he goes in the second one but um, I think Greenwood obviously I think yeah. Green, Greenwood will play a little bit how much football do you think Greenwood will play this season it's hard uh, it, I think if a club came in for a, uh, wanted him on loan I'd say go Really? Go and play. Interesting. 100%. Um, I, think it's too, I think it's really... I think it's so talented. I'd well, love to see him brought in and out. I, I think he could play 20 games off the bench for us. Yeah. Uh, and play... And it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a good episode to do later, a full episode on how to approach the Europa League. Seeing the club yeah. has already won the Europa, Europa League, do we try and win it again as a backdoor to the Champions League or do we really just treat it as a the League Cup? Okay. Um, maybe that'll depend on who we get in the group. You heard it here. You hear it. I can't, I can't talk today, Tom. You heard it here first, folks. Mason Greenwood going on loan to Sheffield United. With Dean Henderson. Well, that's what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I think he should go on Not Not should go on loan. I think if a club did want him on loan and there was, you look, he can't guarantee it in a contract, but if there was some type of guarantee that he would get minutes and would be playing, I think the club should take it because he's not going to play 30 games for United. Are you going to get someone on loan for this podcast next week? I don't I'm know not what gonna we're going to do. There's going to be people from Brisbane, Adelaide, obviously the Perth guys. We've got about 50 travelling over from Sydney. Um, so hopefully get a guest or two on. Obviously the target, I'll sit down with Solskjaer for about an hour or two. Oh, and have a good chat with him. Yeah. Um, I'll get a few... I'll, I'll obviously sit down with Paul Pogba and discuss his future with him. Um, any other guests you want? Um, I think... I, look, you can't replace me. Let's just be clear. Pogba's a star. Solskjaer's won it. But Larry the Legend stays forever. I think we'll leave that up to the viewers. We'll leave that up to the viewers. I think Solskjaer ranks a little bit, little bit above you, but um, maybe Ed Woodward. I don't know. So you're going to be getting a holiday out here? Fuck I remember, that guy. I remember last time he came out here to Sydney, but then flew back in terms of the Rooney deal yeah. to try and sort that out. But speaking of next week, we're going to do a podcast. Obviously, won't record next week because Larry's too busy prioritising a trip to Europe over Perth. So I'll be in Perth all alone, but we will be releasing a podcast regarding, uh, I don't know what we'll call it, the Great Decade Debate or something. Yeah, we'll go something through along a, those lines. Sort of a best player of the decade, worst player of the decade, best sign-in, worst sign-in, best moment, worst moment, etc. So that'll be released probably this time next week, so keep an eye out from that. Um, anyone listening to this in Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide and Perth, um, come and see us at one of the... Um, events we're doing in Perth um, sit down have a chat and we'll just sort of promote your tell branch tell Tom how ugly is yeah, how know, much no, better Larry is no, no one needs to tell me that no one needs to tell me that no. I've got a mirror on the phone um, you've been harsh on yourself um, anything else to add with that follow MUFC podcast follow us on Instagram Actually, follow I tell us what on we'll Twitter great, great advertising there but our trivia we've got our trivia oh mate um who went first? Who have you got? Carrick and Skulls. Yeah, was... who's got more assists, Tom? 
false goals. Has to be false goals. I think Carrick would be maybe involved in more goals without the pass before the assist. But I think Skulls played sort of higher up in his career. No, you're right. Uh, Skulls has more assists, uh, 55 in his career. Carrick w- with 40 though. So. But I thought it would be. I thought it would be close to 100. Spare. Yeah. yeah, not too far um, behind. Yeah, I think Skulls is just played that high, bit higher up the pitch. When we, when we talk about Skulls, do you think about his earlier years where he was playing? further up the pitch because yeah. personally when I picture Skulls and the best years of Skulls it's sitting in that deep role probably in between almost almost the player that he wasn't almost like a box to box player he's yeah. either an attacking midfielder or sat in but some in my head I almost have him in between that which he wasn't yeah. When weird. I think of skulls, I just think of pinging passes all over yeah, the place. Crazy. Imagine skulls and character now just sitting in there. Then you'd let that player go. I think skulls could still do it. Couldn't oh, tackle that. The Beckham could still do it. Um, now my question: Who was the last player we bought from? Not the Spanish player, but bought from La Liga. Eric B. Yeah, that's who I got. Eric B. from Villarreal. I thought. It seems a lifetime ago. He was Mourinho's first signing. Yeah, he was, and then he fell out with Mourinho. Solid, but who did a Mourinho yeah, fall out? Yeah, I fell out with out. Mourinho. Who Mourinho? He doesn't out. even know me. <laughs> I think everyone fell out. Even that assistant coach he had fell out with him. Um, well, we've done all the MUC podcasts on social media and across all the podcast platforms. So I think that does it for this week. Make sure you download next week. I think it should be a good one going through the last decade. Um, all the awards, which will be a good listen. So. If not, I'll see you in Perth and see Larry in two or three weeks. Good riddance, mate. All right, have a good one. See ya. Full-time whistle. And Solskjaer has won it. And you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for Manchester United.